suficit tibi gratia mea nam virtus in infirmitate perficitur. And he said, Christ, speaking to the Apostle, My grace is sufficient for thee, for power is made perfect in infirmity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Church has us make a pilgrimage today. We, in fact, walk to the Basilica of St. Paul outside the walls. You know, of course, that the Stational Church, especially on these important Sundays of Septuagesimatide and throughout Lent, the Stational Churches, I say, give us the key to entering into the grace of the liturgy of the day. And in some way, today it has given us to go on pilgrimage to the Church of St. Paul outside the walls. I recall that extraordinary word of St. John Chrysostom, who had a burning devotion to the Apostle of the Gentiles. And St. John Chrysostom said, Who will grant me to walk around St. Paul's body, to embrace his tomb, to behold the dust of that body which filled up what was lacking in Christ's sufferings, which bore the marks of his wounds, which everywhere spread abroad like good seed. Connect the dots. Like good seed, the preaching of the gospel. And so we are given today the gospel of the sower who goes out to sow his seed, and the church would have us see in the parable of the sower going out to sow his seed the preaching of the apostle of the Gentiles. The epistle, a very long epistle, allows us in some way to linger in the presence of St. Paul and to hear him preach. Elijah sang the epistle, but the message came from the heart of Paul. And in this epistle, St. Paul reveals something that Jesus said to him. I'm always drawn to this passage. It is marked by a kind of intimacy. Paul is saying to us, Listen, I want to tell you what the Lord said to me. And what did he say? 
My grace is sufficient for thee, for power is made perfect in infirmity. And then Paul tells us what he responded to this word of the Lord Jesus. He responded, Gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may dwell in me. It is not enough that we should go spiritually on pilgrimage to St. Paul outside the walls today. In ancient times, that was a good long walk. And people would spend the day at the Basilica of St. Paul outside the walls, typical Roman fashion, probably bringing a picnic and eating on the spot. And the church, in some way, would have us spend the whole day in the company of St. Paul. This becomes clear when we look at the Capitula of Lauds, Terse, Sext, Known, and Vespers, all taken from the Epistle of the Mass, so that the Epistle is spread throughout the day, allowing us to live a day with St. Paul. And again, we have the collect, repeated at all the hours of the divine office. O God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do. This, of course, has to be related to that word of Jesus to Paul. My grace is sufficient for thee, for power is made perfect in infirmity, not in the display of great ascetical feats, not in the accomplishment of splendid things, but in infirmity. And so rightly do we pray in the collect, O God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, mercifully grant that by the protection of the doctor of the Gentiles, this collect really brings home the point that we are to spend the whole day listening to the preaching of the Apostle, that by the protection of the doctor of the Gentiles, we may be defended against, the translation has it, all adversity, contra adversa omnia, protected against all of the things that come up against us. It's a very expressive way of describing the life of spiritual combat. And again, if you would enter deeply into the liturgy, not only of this Sunday, but on any given Sunday, attend closely to the antiphons of the Divine Office. The Magnificat antiphon at first Vespers was a preview of what we had as the first lesson at Matins, the account of Noah and the Ark. 
And last evening already at the Magnificat we sang, The Lord said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. Make an ark of planed timber, that seed of all flesh may be saved therein. Now, the ark, by means of which God saves the seed of all flesh, foreshadows the perfect ark that is the heart of Jesus, pierced by the soldier's lance and open to all who seek salvation therein. Already today on Sexagesima Sunday, the liturgy points to, yes, points to the heart of the Passion according to St. John that will be chanted on Good Friday. But one of the soldiers with a spear opened his side, and immediately there came out blood and water. And at Matins, on the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, we will sing of this mystery. O wounded heart, when sprang the church, the Savior's bride, thou door of our salvation's ark, set in its mystic side. During Septuagesima Tide, as during Lent itself, not only the Benedictus and Magnificat at Second Vespers, but also the little hours, prime, terse, sext, and known, have antiphons of their own drawn from the gospel of the day. This is the church's way of keeping the gospel of the day before our eyes and in our ears and in our hearts. And so we sang at the Benedictus, when much people were gathered together to Jesus and were come to him out of every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. If you would hear the word of Jesus, you must first allow yourself to be gathered to him. Plurima convenirent ad Jesum. When much people were gathered together to Jesus. This is the work of the Holy Ghost in every soul docile to his inspirations, to gather that soul to Jesus. No man can come to me except the Father who hath sent me draw him and I will raise him up in the last day. The Father draws us to the Son by means of the finger of his right hand, dextre dei digitus, that finger that beckons, that invites, and that points to the heart of Christ. And they shall all be taught of God, every one that hath heard of the Father, and hath learned, cometh, to me. Jesus himself is the sower, and after Jesus, Paul is the sower. Jesus comes out 
from the Father. Every word in this gospel is replete with meaning. The sower went out to sow the seed. And so too does the Son. St. Thomas Aquinas tells us this in the hymn at Matins on Corpus Christi. The Son, the Word, comes out from the Father without leaving the Father's side. The sower coming into the world to sow his seed. The sower is also himself the seed, sowing himself by means of his Word. The soul who receives the Word of Jesus conceives him inwardly, becoming to him even a mother. According to what he says in the sequel to today's Gospel, my mother and my brethren are they who hear the word of God. Understand by this, in whom the word is sown, who hear the word of God and do it. At prime, we had the antiphon, the seed fell upon good ground, in terram bonam, had brought forth its fruit in patience. Now, in our Benedictine calendar, February 8th is the feast of the Most Pure Heart of Mary. This date was aptly chosen in the 17th century in relation to February 2nd, on which day we read Simeon's prophecy concerning the heart of the Mother of God. And thy own soul a sword shall pierce, that out of many hearts thoughts may be revealed. The most pure heart of Mary emerges from the proper texts of Sexagesimus Sunday in a wonderful way. The Virgin Mary's Immaculate Heart is the good ground of the Gospel. Thus do we sing every morning in Psalm 66 at the beginning of Lauds, making reference to the Mother of God. Terra dedit fructum sum, the earth, the Mother of God, hath yielded her fruit. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. And at terse, they who keep the word of God with a good and perfect heart bring forth fruit in patience. That good and perfect heart, is it not the most pure heart of Mary? And at known, if then, dearly beloved brethren, ye seek to be rich, earnestly desire the true riches. The rich he sends empty away, the hungry he fills with good things, sings the Mother of God. Jesus said to his disciples, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables. To us it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God in and by the sacred liturgy, which 
in no way is confined to this hour that we spend together presently. The whole day, this sexagismus Sunday, from first Vespers until second Vespers, is a progressive entrance into the mysteries of the kingdom, with the apostle of the Gentiles to instruct us, and with the mother of God to succor us by her all-efficacious intercession. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.